self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and tiktok at i've changed my name eddie b talking um e-d-d-i-e-b-e-t-a-l-k-i-n eddie b talking and i can be found on instagram uh red underscore calamity i don't post a lot but i'm sure you i'll be on there lurking and i do respond to dms (laughs) um also if you have a question a reddit letter whatever comments about the show that you want to send in we also have a gmail account that's conversation con artist at gmail.com that you can send in um and we will answer them on the show um we do not have any letters this week right no letters no. okay no letters. so we're gonna we're gonna get into the to these reddits i will say that angel uh sent me an instagram uh post um with a video um from the uh Harder Soft Podcast. Lovers and Friends. I don't know which one this is. This is the one with uh, Shan Booty. Have you heard of her? Mm-hmm. I'm going to post it. I'm going to do this audio clip of what she said, okay? Okay. I want to be the best lover my woman has ever had. You know what I mean? And I realized that staying in that corner was not going to be it. Somebody's going to please her. When I get up after having sex and leave... She has to always go to a vibrator. I had a partner that was like that for me. I was like, I can't. I was doing a countdown, like fall asleep, please. You know what yeah. I mean? And I had a partner that had to do that. I remember my baby mama when I left one morning. Um, I was going to the train station, and I get to the train, and I didn't have my metro card. And I'm like, damn, I go back to the house get the metro card. And as soon as I open the door, you. Mm. <laughs> I was like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> right? And I didn't realize it's because she wasn't ever always satisfied. Like sex is one thing, but satisfaction is another. When you say protection, providing, it's not just money. So it's not just protecting from other that people. That is unfortunate. Who the fuck finna do that? Do Sexy. what? Like who, who we gonna have we're gonna have a conversation about what we need to do differently. Like who finna have sex two times back to back because the first time wasn't cool? Like well, se- it that. ain't sex the second time. Don't care. I'm not gonna masturbate after the second having time. Sex. It's just buzz buzz. It's too much. No, we're gonna have a conversation. That's do you conversation. use toys? Not really. I have a boyfriend. Why would I need to do that? Okay, all the time you didn't have a damn, but you don't got you don't got big for your britches now because you don't get in a relationship for two months. But all the time before you had a boyfriend, do you have toys? Did you use toys? Not really. <laughs> I just don't care. I don't care. But you know that issue is rooted in a woman's inability to communicate to her man that she has those issues, probably based on his fragile ass ego. <laughs> like, imagine saying, "Hey, hubby, your penis ain't enough for me. Every well, time you leave, I gotta hit the buzz buzz." Wouldn't suggest saying it that way. <laughs> I mean, clearly. <laughs> Listen, it don't matter that he's going to perceive it that, that way in some degree anyway. Just like this man, he just walked in and heard the buzz and was like, oh my God, I'm not enough. That's that's what happened when he walked in and heard that buzz. I'm not enough. But he, 
So he just did different and better. What's wrong with that? He did, but you know how many men ain't going to be like that? You know how many men are going, this is going to be a problem for them. But they can't, and they can't tell their boys about it. <laughs> they can't tell, who can they tell about it? Like with the way men are in our society, who can a man tell about that? They're not going to go to it. They ain't going to tell nobody about it. You yeah, know, there are some men that are outliers who will be like, okay, we can we can fix this situation. Let's what we gotta do. You know. But that's why I invite toys to the bedroom. That's why I invite to I prefer to have toys in the bedroom. Like if she likes and wants that, it that take the work and the pressure off of you. You know what I'm saying? Like from the way that I perceive sex is that me and my partner are co-conspirators to this orgasm. <laughs> we are both trying to achieve the same goal for each other. You know, it's not self-motivated. It's not me against you. It's not if I get mine, great. Whatever happened to you happen, you go use your toy. We are co-conspirators. We both trying to get to the same place. You know, but that's what she sent. And uh, I appreciate that Angel had just thought about it. Oh. Um, but like, yeah, that's the kind of conversations I'd like to participate in, even if Red don't. So if you, Angel, or anybody wants to come join the show for an episode for a, a conversation between me and you, which Red will be a third party too, while giving very minimal um input, this is let's true. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to invite invite you to shows that you want to have that conversation. I don't know if you like podcast show ready or voice confident or whatever those things are that you know keep people from wanting to talk and be a part of these conversations but it'll be cool if you want to it's just a conversation it's a recorded conversation but i think what people like they feel like it has to be different like they have to be funny and entertaining but like we literally record conversations that we would have had anyway (laughs) it's literally all it is that's how this (laughs) podcast started there's no preparation, really. And I'm sure y'all can tell sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, it isn't, you know, the pressure isn't on this podcast. I'll say that because, like, we just talking. So you just come on and talk to. This podcast all. started because we were sitting on her couch every week just talking a bunch of shit. And she was like, you want to start a podcast? <laughs> we just talk about what we're talking about now. I was like, oh, okay, why not? And that's that's what it was. Right, we've been doing it for, like, five plus years. Yeah, with with a year intermission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> COVID. Yeah. Um, so this has two parts. So this is gonna be a bit of a long one. All righty then. But it's very interesting. Mm, I've read either part. Uh I read the title of the second part and was like, ooh, so then I went to the first part. So I haven't read any of it. But like the title I was like, <laughs> I guess this is a problem that could happen mm, that I didn't think about. Yeah. Let's do it. So the couple I'm dating wants me to get an abortion, and I don't know what to do. Exactly. Ooh, y'all talking about uh, non stuff. So the yeah. couple that she's dating is a 28-year-old female and a 35-year-old man, and then the poster is 24 years old. So this is the original post. We're going to talk about that, and then we'll talk about her update. Original post. Hey, y'all. I'm not sure if this is the best sub for this, but I just don't know who to talk to about this. I've been seeing this couple for over a year now. At first, I would babysit for them. Then they asked me if I'd hook up with them. And long story short, we've been we started dating and I moved in with them. I don't work, so I take care of the kids with the wife, but she's pregnant, so it's mainly me. 
They treat me well and take care of me. I honestly love them both, although he is very bossy. I enjoy hooking up with both of them together and separately, but I am now finding out that he wants to use condoms at all times. The thing is, I remember at least three times that it was just us two and he didn't and he didn't, but promised that he would pull out. I know I'm at fault for letting it happen, but it's hard to tell him no. Now that I found out I'm pregnant, he's denying it and says he always used condoms. He said that I got pregnant the one weekend I was away to see my mom. I didn't sleep with anyone and it was four months ago. Anyway, now they want me to get an abortion because they have their fourth baby on the way, due in June, and they say they still want to be with me but can't afford to have another baby right now. I don't know how to feel because I love them and no one has ever made me feel this love. Things were going so well and I don't want to lose what we have. But at the same time, I'm scared I won't ever get pregnant again due to family history of infertility issues. I don't know what to do or how to make a decision. Any advice, please? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. One, I wish I knew what the dynamic of their relationship is. Is it just a couple and a, a sex partner? Are they identified as in a relationship together, like a throuple type situation? I wish I knew that because it that's like. At throuple, I feel like everybody will have even footing and it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like she's even. So not necessarily. So, okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about polyamory, non-monogamy. So a couple like this would be classified in non-monogamy as unicorn hunters, right? Because they are looking for this unicorn, which is this person who likes both of them equally, who wants to engage with them sexually equally, who is also bisexual, who will allow that relationship. The problem with unicorn hunters is that they are not looking for a an, an equal partner in a relationship. They're looking so for a sex toy. So why let her move in? She taking care of the kids. He's like paying for things for her. Like that doesn't sound like, I mean, it, it, in that way, it, it just sounds like almost prostitution. Well, look, the measure of that relationship is that when you invite a new person into a relationship and it's an equitable relationship, it's four relationships, husband and wife, Husband and new person, wife and new person, all three of them. That, that's four different relationships. In an unhealthy uh, unicorn hunting situation, it's just wife A and B, and external person is just who they are. The husband and the wife make decisions about their relationship and don't involve that other person. How is this better than monogamy? This sounds complicated. No, no, no. Fuck. This is unicorn <laughs> hunters are like shunned heavily. This is not what it's supposed to be. What it's supposed to be is the equitable situation I was talking about. This, if you go into a group, even if you're in a poly group and you say, hey, I'm looking, me and my queen are looking for another person, you are going to get shunned out of the group. It happens every single day in these poly groups. You're, you're going to get shunned out of the group. So that's not the objective. But the reality is what they have, what they end up having, and I'm just offshooting, what they end up having is what's called couples privilege, where the couple tries to maintain the integrity of their personal relationship without allowing the other person an opportunity to have the kind of love that they share. And so in this situation, it sounds like what the wife said is that you're going to always use condoms with that girl because you're not, she's not going to be, she's not going to reach my status. She's not going to get to the point where y'all can have unprotected sex. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I wish I knew the dynamic of what was going on. But it sounds you know, like you do know the dynamic based off of that. Well, no, because they really just might be 
they really just might be swingers or open relationship. It could just be that the only expectation was, yeah, I'm y'all babysitter and stuff and we have sex. But I didn't know if it was the expectation of I'm also going to be in a relationship with these people. And that's what it is. Because if the arrangement for them is for her to be a sex toy because she ain't looking for nothing serious and like having sex with a couple, then all that other stuff ain't necessary. I think that about being in love with both of them and never feeling so that does not sound like a sex toy. We'll like, say that. Not in her mind. Well, I, well, for my sake, we'll say okay. We'll say that it was non-monogamous and she wants that kind of um, relationship with them. Because I mean, her whole thing is that she loves them and she don't want to lose them. And I, I mean, if it was like, if she was detached from it, she could walk away from it. But she mentioned several times being being in love with both of them. You know what my problem is? My problem is he said it ain't his, it ain't me, and then they want her to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. So is it that they still don't believe that it's his, or have they decided to believe that it's probably his? I mean, obviously, if he said get an abortion, um, he believes. Because you're not going to say that if you don't believe it's it's yours. If it's not your baby and she get pregnant by somebody else, that's her business and her problem, right? But like, if you believe it's yours and you already got four kids and this will make five, you're going to be a lot more invested in this idea of an abortion, I feel like. But I don't know. These are some of the comments underneath it. This person said, I speak as someone who has been in a triad three-person relationship. This dynamic is not a healthy one. I'm judging this based off of information given by you. They are using you as a fill-in for their failings as a couple. He isn't following the no condom rule and trying to avoid backlash from with the wife by saying you slept with someone else. In a real triad relationship, there is no hierarchy putting their marriage above you. You should be equal in all aspects to them, but you aren't. A beaten path to follow, they've laid out for you. What to do with the baby is up to you and not either of them. Whether to stay or go, also up to you. But I hope you find your worth and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Another person said, first of all, if you decide to have this baby, I would expect to be a single mom. It's clear that they're not interested in raising the child with you. You are entitled to child support, but you would probably not be allowed to live with them. And it wouldn't be positive for the child anyway if he's already denying parentage. So you'll need to find a job and a place to stay. Do you have any family support? Second, this arrangement is overdue to end, whether you keep the baby or not. You're in a very vulnerable position with them, and they're using you for free child care and convenient sex. There is clearly a power disparity that isn't healthy, and he is flat out lying and accusing you of things you know aren't true in order to shirk his parental responsibility. Massive glaring issues here. If you have anyone you trust outside of them to speak to, I would speak to them about this situation so you can at least wrap your head around it and get some support. Um, so that was the first part. She came back and she updated. Well, you guys were right. I terminated my pregnancy over a week ago and found out today that they're breaking up with me. They didn't even want to explain why. They just said that they're doing what's best for their marriage. I didn't even get to say goodbye to the kids. They basically kicked me out and refused to answer my questions. I want to be upset, but I'm also just hurt and sad. Here I thought people... Here I thought people here were being extra and just didn't understand our relationship, but I guess you were right. What do I do with myself now? What do I do with my life? I can't go back to my mom's. I can't go back to college. I can't go back to them. I have no one to talk to. I basically have nothing to live for now. Jesus. Hell, I don't even know where I'm going to live. I don't know where to go from here. I feel so stupid, but I guess I did this to myself. This is what I get. And in those groups, this is the reason that they shun unicorn hunters so much because this is what it leaves behind. It leaves a person who 
is expendable the entire time but the the conflation is that they believe that they're included because it feels good while they're experiencing it and at the end of the day this couple is having pillow talk about what they should do with this girl whether he wearing condoms or not you got rules that you got to follow because she can't have what i have she's not a part of our relationship or our marriage and that's why they call you know unicorns in most instances just a sex toy because the reality of if if you now i'm gonna say you if me and <laughs> i'm dating if me and somebody are dating you can see you 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 too stubborn you go you're not even gonna be able to accept thinking about that kind of shit. if me and another partner was looking for somebody and we met they might be attracted to my partner and not me at all <laughs> you know what i'm saying or they might be attracted to me and not my partner. The the idea that you're going to find somebody who is naturally attracted to both of you is going to be really hard unless you're just a motherfucking unimaginable, unimaginably beautiful couple, which those exist, you know what I'm saying? But they are also the most dangerous in this situation. You got to find somebody medium, <laughs> you know, if you want a real, you know, chance if you're looking for a couple. But... The idea that these couples place on a person saying you like us both, you got to sex us both the same, you got to do all this, but you also can't have the benefits and the perks of a truly loving relationship. That shit is saddening, saddening. And that's why a lot of people in these groups shun this type of shit. And because this is what happened. Like you, you just explained all of this letter just explained why uh, throuples with unicorn hunters at the helm of it. It's something that when a person get in a group looking like they looking for that, they are roasting your ass to smithereens. Because if you go to like in the poly groups, first off, somebody will get up there and say something, you know, I'm we looking for a third person lateral. Then they'll ask, okay, you're looking for a third person. Um, does she have the same benefits as your wife? And then if he say something like, no, nah, nobody gonna be on the level of my queen, you're getting roasted the fuck out of here. <laughs> Because in order for those groups to accept you looking for a third person, that third person has to uh, be able to have at least work up to. It's not like they come in there immediately. If you've been married to somebody for 10 years and you bring a new person into your relationship, they might be a ticking time bomb themselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like they got to have that immediately, but you and your partner got to be open to that. You know, the next thing they're going to ask is, can that third person have outside engagements with other people if they would like to? Or are they just bound to you and your partner, right? That's another thing that they ask. If you give something like, no, they can only engage with us, you get your ass roasted the smithereens out of them groups. And one of the other more important ones is, do y'all plan on dating separately? Which means, can that person have their own individual relationship with the husband? And can that person have their own individual relationship with the wife? Because if not, then that's what couples privilege is. What well, a couples is like, no, our relationship ain't going to be penetrated, you know, and they got to date us both as a unit, which ain't realistic and ain't what that person is really looking for. If you say something alluding to that, you will get your ass roasted to smithereens out of these groups. So these groups have a very, very high standard for dealing with unicorns, at least in the polyamorous community. Unicorn is a, a swinging term. And so it's just matriculated over into the polyamorous relationship term. It's just more realistic to be looking for a swinger in the swinger realm because, okay, all you got to do is be physically attracted to two people. You're not looking for a relationship. You're just looking for a good time. Get the good time and go. But it's different when you're looking for that when it comes to trying to build loving relationships with people.
it's just a whole different dynamic. Which again, I understand. Really complicated. But but the the compli- the complication is just what's accepted for a person that has already accepted about themselves that they have the capability to love multiple people. It, it's just like, yes, it's complicated. And people in the polyamorous community know it's complicated, but they also know that they're not made for monogamy. So like you got to deal with that part or you got to find your peace in non-monogamy. I mean, it's so many different ways to be polyamorous. Just talking about polyamory. I mean, you got solo poly, you got being in a triad, they got quads, you can have a polycule. Um, a polycule is like uh, multiple groups of people that all have their lo- like poly group together. Mm-hmm. Then you got a uh, kitchen table poly. Um, you got uh, relationship anarchy. It's just so many different terms that you're gonna see in that world where it could fit somebody who wants to be in that in that world. But like, it's a lot of shit to look out for, man. When you are engaging with multiple people. The level of comfort that you have to have with your partners engaging with other people and the level of open that you have to be communicating about stuff is has to be top tier. The issue is because we live in a society where people are jealous and don't like their partners doing shit and people don't communicate top tier. There are a lot of issues that run rampant in those communities because of that, you know. Well, to the to the poster, you're 24 and this blows it really does however i don't i don't think it's fair for you to believe that your whole life is over because of this you know is it going to be difficult it's kind of like starting completely over but it is very much possible like i hate that she feels so defeated because it is um but this is you know depending on them to the level that she did they were providing everything for her food shelter like uh money everything and now they've taken that away and now she don't have nothing i wonder what her relationship is like with her her mom to where she's saying she can't go back to her with her mom even for like a temporary amount of time till she get her shit together um but you absolutely can like bounce back from this i I just hate that she feels so defeated and fuck them fuck that husband and that wife and they're gonna get I believe in karma. I think whatever you put out, you get back. So they're going to get that back. But, you know, we can bring this down to a monogamous situation. You know what I'm saying? Imagine her being in a relationship or maybe even a situation with a guy who got her pregnant, denied it, convinced her to get an abortion. She did it and then broke up with her after she did it. I could be the same experience. He'd be a fuckboy for that too. <laughs> like, but you know the the feeling that people get when they lose a relationship is is they're the same. Yeah. Oh, you know? I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm just saying like she, you, you can bounce back from this. Um, you need some different supports in your life. Um, because they they should never have been the end all be all for you. Nobody ever should be. This is why that's not healthy for you to have only one person. Because like, what happens if that one person goes away, and you don't have control over how long somebody stay in your life? Like, you could do all the things that that you're supposed to do, and that person can still decide that they don't want to be there no more. Which is why you should not have everything poured into just one fucking person. It's not healthy. They should never have been her only form of support. It should never have been that way. And if they were, 
if that was like a one of the stipulations of being with them was that they had to be, then that was a red flag and a problematic kind of a situation any fucking way. Because well, I I wonder if that relationship was the cause of why she had no other support, or if she had no other support already and just happened to find somebody in that couple to support her. I mean, she left school. She's saying she can't go to her. I mean. It sounded like she might have been a vulnerable person anyway. Like they found the perfect person to do this to because she didn't, you know, somebody who has a whole bunch of support and a lot of connections, social connections, it's going to be difficult for you to pull this shit off because somebody in their life going to be like, they full of shit. Don't do this. This is not okay. But if you find a vulnerable person who looking for acceptance and and they don't have it anywhere else, then it's a lot easier for you to isolate them and control them. So it sounds like she might have already been a vulnerable person anyway. Mm-hmm. Cause the fact that she don't have nothing to fall back, like I said, she's saying that she can't go home, she can't go back to school, that she doesn't have any other options. They were it for her. Sounds like maybe she was already in a vulnerable position, and they people like that prey on folks like that, like they look for the vulnerable. And it's crazy because that's what the person in the second comment said that the couple was just using them to fill holes in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Because it, she did what they said, dude. You know what I'm saying? She terminated the pregnancy, but the reality is, they broke up with her because it was too risky for their relationship. When the problem was, the husband wasn't doing what he was supposed to have been doing in the situation. Yeah. I hope that shit break their fucking marriage. I, they deserve it. And I hope, I hope the woman take them four kids, go start her own life. And put that nigga on child support like a motherfucker. <laughs> and then I hope she find a new man, then reconnect with her, and she come back, and they have the throuple that the man always wished that they could have, but couldn't because he was on some fuck shit and not following the damn procedures. And I hope they all take a picture <laughs> of themselves in risque clothing, and the husband see that shit, and he just cry for 40 days and 40 nights. Not 40 days or not, not the flood. <laughs> I, that's what I want to happen. That's what I want to happen to his ass. Oh, but I saw that and I was like, this is an interesting concept. And the fact that she had an update to it, um, it, it seemed like a good, a good one. Uh, this next one, I saw the title and was confused. And I really want to know what this is <laughs> this is a 30 year old female with a 35 year old man mm-hmm. my partner has been simping for a woman for our entire relationship how do i navigate the day-to-day where i figure out what i want to do oh lord Simp? what does this mean what's he doing <laughs> so i didn't read it so i don't know now you know I, what simping means right? i know what simping is but it's like if you're in a relationship everybody use it wrong so let's see what they're talking about Uh, I found out today that my partner has been messaging a woman he met online for essentially our entire relationship around two years. He said he stopped periodically, but always started talking to her again during stressful times. She confirmed they never met, but he sent her money for rent and food throughout the past several months and messaged her frequently. You've been sending money? Uh, I went through their messages and he basically told her at various times that he wanted to be with her, ask repeatedly to meet up with her and shower her with compliments. So you ain't never, this could be a whole catfish situation. You ain't never seen a met with her. That's a man. 
Don't you see her in jail with the men's? <laughs> My nigga, that's a man. <laughs> oh God. Oh. They've exchanged nudes. Them ain't her nudes, bro. Like she said, I guarantee you this is not even the bitch he thinks he's talking to. This if, all if they, like if they look too good and flawless, it's not them. If it got like some stab wounds or the nipple sizes are different or you know, a little pudge in the middle. Maybe. But see, men who I'm just this is the theory. Men who pretend to be women send the most flawless pictures of women to men pretending to be women, thinking that they will draw the men in better, and they probably most more than likely do. Sounds like that's what happened with him. Uh the messages make it clear she didn't care about him and never showed any real interest in him. Oh, he real stupid. After all this came out, I went through his phone and he sent flirty messages to women he knew in real life, but it never progressed. He insists he tried but couldn't stop this behavior and that he seeks attention from women he finds unattainable because he's sick. Oh, you be sick, all right, motherfucker. He says he's never done this in a previous relationship. I've so far chosen to remain in the apartment we share, but he keeps begging my forgiveness and apologizing, and I don't know how to navigate being in the same space or if I should leave. Girl. We sought counsel for a couple of months, but he never brought any of this up. He takes full responsibility for what he did, but I have no idea where to go from here. I asked him to get a, I asked him to get a therapist, and we're going back to counsel, but my trust is completely gone. I don't know if I should move out or how to approach the day-to-day -day li of living together. Leaving is an option I'm seriously considering, but if others have practical advice about how to navigate this while I'm trying to evaluate my options, that would be appreciated. He always emphatically expressed he wanted to be with me and build a life together. So this has been very, all very confusing. Too long, didn't read. My partner has been sipping for a woman during our entire relationship. Leaving him is on the table, but my brain needs practical considerations from those who have been there. Any advice on what to consider in a situation like this? Girl, if you don't get the fuck up out of that apartment and leave that nigga. First of all, this is why I hate couples counseling. This is not a couple issue. This is a him issue. He... If if he has this attention seeking behavior where he just got he wants to get this unattainable woman because it makes him feel better about himself to be interacting with a woman. And the fact that these are women out of his league further makes me feel like this is a catfish situation. He'd been talking to a nigga for two years who been sending him pictures of random bitches that he just don't know. That further makes me believe that that's the case. This is not something that you can help him with. This is something that is a him issue. It's not a relationship issue. If you don't get the fuck out of there, what you talking about? If it's easy for you to leave, leave. <laughs> Go. Move out. <laughs> get the fuck out of there. I want to know what the redeeming qualities are. I mean, this is clearly a, a creepy dude who happened to fall upon a relationship, okay? Yeah. Like, if you never met a person and you're that enamored with them and you're sending them money and stuff, there's a part of your brain that's broken. You know, that it's just it's just not working properly, okay? Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. But what are his redeeming qualities? What's making her say, I might stay? Like, is the meat amazing? Like, is it is it not tricking because he got it? <laughs> you know, I mean, what is it? Is he just the sweetest, nicest guy that watches all the movies she like to watch? He cook up a storm for her? Like, what? What is it? I want to know what that is. I want to know that question. Because right now, this don't this seem like a no-brainer to me. Leave. He's been texting all of these women and all of this stuff. 
And the fact that he, the real women in his life is paying him dust, okay, further lets me know what kind of a nigga he is. Other people can see it. Your simple ass is just still staying with him. Like, he texting real women and they like, no, no, sir. He's sending these this money to this imaginary bitch. And of course, she's going to entertain it because she's getting money or him. I still believe that he being catfished. Because anybody could just get get some news and send them. You never like he ain't video chatted with her. It's just been these messages and news, and he's sending money off based off of that catfish, catfish, hundred percent catfish. You don't get the fuck up out of there. And then to say he takes full responsibility, does he? <laughs> Where you getting that from? <laughs> because he said that he did it. Does that him taking responsibility? Taking responsibility also means you take the consequences. You ain't giving him no consequences. I would have been like, girl, what is you talking? And you need some therapy too, because obviously there's some shit going on with you that would make you stay in a obviously shitty situation. Like what? Why are you even asking people your, their opinion on this? This is a no-brainer. Both of y'all right. need some individual counseling. There ain't no couple. This is not no couple shit. Don't right. go in nobody's yes. office with this. It's clear, Red, that you would have been left, okay? <laughs> I know that. Everybody listening know that. <laughs> Whoever outside listen, hearing your voice right now talking about this know that. And there's some people who will look at your facial expression and be like, oh, she don't play that shit. <laughs> because that's just, you don't have to say that. I, I just, just in case, I, I just want to reiterate, there's no fucking way. Yeah, yeah, um, you don't have to say that. <laughs> some of the comments. Are you seriously considering staying with not only a cheater, but a simping ass cheater loser who can't even get laid and tries to shower women with money and compliment bombing? You're basically considering choosing to stay with a cheating loser who don't love you. Yes, he don't love you. <laughs> Have some self-respect and move the fuck on ASAP. Hey, you can love somebody and cheat. You can. That's just the reality. I'm sorry. I don't condone or support cheating. But you can love somebody and cheat on them. Love ain't just like a light switch. Where if you put your meat in somebody else, it automatically turns love off. That It don't work like that. Love is much more complex and nuanced than that. So you can love somebody. Now, whether they deserve your energy, time, and love back by doing that, that's the question. I mean, you can't. Like men always been using that. Well, you know, it's just sex. I love you. I don't love them. Been using that excuse for a long time. So it's not an excuse. But the reality is, you can love somebody and be tricking off. <laughs> be doing something strange for some change. I can't. Or he's he's giving out change for nothing. He ain't even getting nothing done strange to him. These people really going in on the man. This person said it never progressed, not because your partner is capable of an ounce of self-restraint or empathy, but because those women weren't interested. You might consider cutting your losses. I can't fathom not getting therapy for compulsive sexual behavior before getting into a relationship. He should have gotten his ass in therapy a long time ago. You do not need to bear the cost of his inaction. I'm sorry. Am I missing something? Is there something that's holding you back from leaving this man? He is literally uh, exactly saying what I want to know. He is literally saying cringy shit to this woman and sending her money for two years. I don't know. I don't know what more he needs to do before you get the message. Girl, get up, get up. What the fuck? Leave. I can't believe you're considering staying. Not only is he a cheater, but an unsuccessful loser. Che- that's that's the thing. Like you, you can't even cheat right. Like 
<laughs> the only successful version of this, you had to pay money out. Like, you... <laughs> It's ridiculous. Take a hit from the other girls. He does not deserve any of y'all. If I found out, if I found out that my if I found out about my partner cheating, I would definitely leave. But I will also be dying of secondhand embarrassment, laughing my ass off. He sent this girl money for rent. He flirted with people he knows in real life and got not even rejected, ignored. Goodbye, like double goodbye, triple even. Well, I mean, that could be for various reasons. It could be because he, they know he in a relationship. It could be because I think it because he creepy than a motherfucker. I he always been creepy than a motherfucker. People get in folks will get with folks in relationships that think it's some kind of a badge or honor to take them from their girl. So that no, I think he creepy because but that's a, in- listen. I'm gonna tell you why this is an odd duality for me. It's an odd duality because how can you be that level of uh uh no sex getting tricking <laughs> off the people you ain't never seen, which might be a man creep. And also obtain a woman who wants to stay with you. Cause this that says a lot to me about her. That's what I'm saying. She needs a therapy because, like, sweetie, <laughs> sweetheart, the fact that he got you says a lot about you. We we know all of this shit about him, but like this also is very telling of you and maybe some self-esteem issues you got or what I don't know, ma'am. <laughs> you the only one again. The women that are real are paying him dust. He can't even get get past beyond like the the first few creepy messages. And then the nigga that's sending him messages at, um, that's pretending to be a woman, because I'm convinced he be a catfish. All the reason they still entertaining it is because he's sending money, and I was I would keep entertaining rent money every month, and all I got to do is send somebody else new pictures. Sure, I do that <laughs> shit too. Shut up. If I went to, if you know, if I went to a, uh, not a palm reader, but one of those crystal ball folks, and she asked me, what would you like to see in the crystal ball? I want to see if I catfished people, could I make an income from that? Would that work? If she said, yeah, you'll make about $500 a month, I'm catfishing for life. I mean. You a damn? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I got morals and integrity and ethical boundaries. I wouldn't do that. I but I would, I would help somebody else learn how to do it and take a cut. <laughs> My boundaries only apply to me. That's like, that's like side bar- like that's like boundaries. Like I can, I break boundaries lights all the time. All right, let's go and get that out of the way. I wouldn't do it for me. Oh God, girl, if you all get the fuck out of this relationship and get off, get off of Reddit. Get out of this relationship. Get into some counseling. That's my advice for you because you're going to run into this shit again if you don't get straight why the fuck you ended up in this situation in the first goddamn place. Like, you just going to be back here with a different nigga. I got a better suggestion. Oh, Jesus. And you're not going to agree with this. You're not going to agree with this. Now, you should leave him. Okay. But you should leave him and also catfish him. Oh, no. Yeah. You know everything about him. You will be the perfect catfish. Yeah. Go find you a nice little get your person that you want to send. Yeah, get your rent paid. Get money sent. You know how much (laughs) he's willing to send. His income is going to become a little bit more free without you there. Listen, get out of this relationship. Catfish this man. Give him just barely what he wants and get your life funded. That's what you should do. Because this other person's been two years. He's been doing this for two years with this (laughs) sending money and shit. He's such a, he is a simp. This is, yes, 
He is. <laughs> I don't like the term okay. simp. Let's go on ahead and knock that out. All right. So, everybody, I'm on TikTok. Eddie be talking. And I amassed 25,000 followers. But off of trauma. Right? I'm talking about trauma. And it's cool. I like people being on my lives. I like the engagement in the community. So, if you want to engage with me for real, come over to TikTok um, and follow me. But when I start talking about man shit, <laughs> I'm a simp. I'm a beta male. I'm pandering to women. And none of them use the word simp properly. Simp is coming off to be just to mean that you you'd like women. <laughs> you respect women. That's what it is. Like, that's how men are using it. I literally come out and say, you know, hey, we need to treat women better or black women better. Simp. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I? Like, you don't know how I engage with women one-on-one. Like, you don't know that I'm vying for a woman's affection by giving her gifts and things with nothing in return, which is what I see a, a simp as. And it's, like, how it's this traditionally nigga. supposed to be used. This nigga. This nigga. Yeah. So I don't like the word because it, it, it's losing its definition because men are just using it to mean like if you support women somehow. Well, it was used correctly in this this Reddit because it was, but that's the fuck he's but doing. that makes me feel like the men that's commenting on it probably are more like incelly, <laughs> probably more manosphery type guys just from seeing simp in the damn com in the I title. The most of the I think those were mostly women comments that I read. And you know they upvote the comments that are relevant, so you you probably have to go down to to find, you know, incel based comments. But I I would imagine that they down there somewhere. Okay, I got one. Okay. That uh, or ones that you can choose between. <clears throat> um, let me go find the screenshots here. Am I the asshole for telling my nephew to stop calling my wife mummy? I mean. Okay. Am I the asshole for blocking my mother for taking a gift that my boyfriend brought me? And my boyfriend won't let me break up with him. Let's do that last one, because what you mean? <laughs> what you Context. mean? Won't let you. <laughs> Context. I'm 19. He's 25. We've been together for seven months. I'm a freshman in college. He has a job. Our relationship has had many ups and downs, and because of both of us, he had an issue with possessiveness and jealousy. I have severe mood swings. I was recently diagnosed with the BPD and depression. He also has a borderline personality disorder for anybody. Yeah. He also has a bit of trauma and absolutely hates going to sleep unless he's drunk or with me. As a result, he often makes me feel guilty for not being there to sleep with him. Yesterday, I told him we need to break up because given all of my issues that I'm finally working on after a decade, I realized I can't be responsible for another person and I need to focus on myself for a while. I also told him that I might have to move to a college in a different country in August. He's always hated the idea of going abroad. I spoke to him a few months ago about wanting to work in the U.S. this summer, and he said we'd have to break up then. Okay. I've also expressed, the yeah, they live somewhere else. Okay. I don't know where they live. I've also expressed my desire to leave my country sooner or later, if not in college, maybe for my master's degree, and if not then, maybe when I get a job. Girl, to which he once again trash. said, we'll have to break up. What'd you say? I said, don't come here, it's trash. Everybody yes. wants to come to the U.S. till they get to the U.S. And they'd be like, what the oh, fuck no. Oh. <laughs> like, we'll Anyway, back to the breakup. At first, he was angry. Then he said, I ruined his birthday, which is in a week. 
and he hadn't had a decent birthday in four years. Newsflash, I haven't had one in 10 years. Then he tried to plead with me that we should stay together until August when I leave, that he'll give me a break a week for a week. I said I needed time for myself. It took over an hour to tell him no, and then he begged me to wait until Wednesday when I have my therapy appointment and asked my therapist for her opinion and told me to do it for him. I tried to break up with him before last month because he was too possessive, wanted me to spend five days a week at his place, which I've been doing since we started dating, and would get mad whenever I wanted to do something that didn't involve him and call it bullshit, i.e. volunteering, going to the gym, etc. But once again, he pleaded with me and I caved. At least he changed and let me have a life of my own. I feel like I'll never get out of this relationship. Girl, and listen, I respond to these based off of my personality, and my personality very much is you can always get the boot. <laughs> like, like, there is not, first of all, him saying he needs you to sleep. What the fuck was he doing seven months ago before y'all? Y'all ain't been together for seven years. It's been seven months that he's been sleeping with you, and probably not even the whole seven months. He go back to doing whatever the fuck he was doing to get a good night's rest before he met you. Uh, so miss me with that. All of this other shit, it don't matter. I, you don't need his agreeance to break up with him. Of course he don't want you to break up with him. That's how breakups go. <laughs> Usually the person getting broken up with don't want it to happen. That's how it goes. You don't oh, have damn. to have his fucking permission. I see, I see it from your perspective. I see why you wouldn't want to be with me. <laughs> damn. I should have changed. <laughs> I should have looked at myself internally, going to therapy, and made sure that I was doing the things that you needed me to do in order to be a better partner. Damn, I didn't even realize it. I wish I would have communicated with you and myself better so that it wouldn't have gotten to this point. Man, <laughs> how much it makes me look at myself in this moment that you're telling me that you don't want to be with me. And it's making me reflect on all of the moments when I should have been much better than I am. Damn. Do you think your therapist can connect me with a therapist? <laughs> that shit ain't happening, y'all. No, it's not. This is not how breakups go. And so if you're waiting to break up with somebody to where they're like, okay, I, I'm in agreement, we should break up, you, you're going to be with him forever. It's never going to happen. And even the fact that he keep trying to give you these like, well, just wait till August. Well, no, just wait till Wednesday. Motherfucker, if you don't, what the fuck difference? The breakup is happening. It's imminent. Okay, we're not waiting. It's happening today. I don't need my therapist to tell me because I've already decided this is what's going to happen. Okay, so like, just leave. <laughs> like, what you mean? There's no way. There's no way. Like, you have borderline personality disorder, which is a very difficult personality disorder to have. You've made the, the steps that you need to make to, to become a better you and to deal with having this disorder. And he's impeding that. If you don't get the fuck on and do what you need to do, leave him alone. Focus on you. You're doing right. You're doing what you're supposed to do. That's going to make you be, because borderlines, listen. Well, that's what I'm about to say. Be diagnosed with borderline personality disorder at 19. One, you done had a hell of a life. Two, what you been doing? What you, you what what did you tell your psychiatrist that you been doing? Like, do you did you hit your boyfriend in the face with a pan while he was asleep? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what what? I want to know what happened to make it to get that diagnosis. You know, because borderline per, when borderline personality when you're diagnosed with that shit, 
It ain't because you couldn't sleep. No. <laughs> it's because you you exhibited some toxic ass behaviors over a period of time of a certain degree. And somebody felt like you needed to have his personality diagnosis. And he obviously has a personality disorder as well, because most people that are in relationship with borderlines are miserable and won't out. <laughs> because they're difficult people to get along with, especially if they're not aware and not trying to, you know, get some coping skills to deal with it. it they hard. They hard to deal with. They're hard to be in a relationship with. They hard to be family members with. They just difficult fucking people in general. And the fact that he pressing this hard to stay with you. With this disorder, let me know that he got some shit going on. <laughs> That's unhealthy as fuck too. <laughs> For him to can, want. Can a person with borderline personality disorder be submissive enough for a person that's possessive to value them for their ability to possess possess them without the borderline part impacting them deeply enough to want to leave? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Borderlines is is such a it's a range of uh it's a range of things because a lot, you know, some of them have the I hate you but don't leave me kind of a thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's such a range of things that it could be. Um uh, and she didn't mention like her own behaviors, but yeah, you're right. It had to be something extreme. You don't just get that diagnosis. <laughs> That's like one of the, no. like, that is, if, I hate to see that. Like, if I see that somebody previously had that diagnosis coming in for therapy, I'd be like, Jesus, why? Uh, when I was in the counseling program, <laughs> when I was in the counseling program, I had a borderline personality disorder client. And she was like a 60-year-old white lady. Ooh. And I don't give compliments well or take compliments well. I don't validate well, you know, I didn't used to. When I was in the clinic, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Which I, my professor thought I was doing a really, really good job because I wasn't validating the stories that she was looking for validation from, mostly because I just don't validate shit for, for the most part. Like, <laughs> I got to be really, really intentional to validate stuff from people. It's just a part of the thing I'll I be working on. But you can't validate these stories a lot of the times that people with borderline personality disorder try to get you to believe yeah because it's really just catering to the essence of the disorder like you have to challenge that uh and you can't challenge it too much because because then they're gonna cry so it's like you can't just like punch the shit in the face (laughs) but you can't give it a hug either you kind of got to give it a little tap on the shoulder yeah you got to give it like a tap on the shoulder and be like yeah you know I know you're lying, <laughs> you know, but let me say that you're lying in this very therapeutic way where it don't sound like I'm saying that you're lying, but I'm also not saying it in a way that makes you activate your defense mechanism for it as well. It's so That's a hard bat, bro. When I tell you, I when I tell you that made me say that and a, a person I had with um, schizophrenia, uh, that that were my early two first clients. He came in the office with uh, two black eyes and a busted chin. And he whooped his own ass because he was trying to fight the voices in his head. And the only way he could do that was fight himself. And so he just had a habit of knocking himself out, which inadvertently he wouldn't hear shit because he's unconscious. You know, so he was in a cycle of thinking that he was beating the voices when he was just rendering himself unconscious. 
from that point, I was like, I'm not working with no serious mental illness. I'm not working with no serious mental illness. If it ain't family issues and young boys that need some motivation and general anxiety and depression, get that out of here. <laughs> get that out of here. Somebody that my, my business partner, he liked to working with that stuff, which informed me that the things that I hate working on, somebody like it. So get that shit out of here. Yeah. There's somebody that wants to work with every population, but I, you know, I, the very first narcissistic personality disorder person that I had, like truly, because we thought narcissism is very much just thrown around, but somebody that like legitimately has that fucking disorder, they obnoxious and just, I had a headache. (laughs) You hear me? A pounding headache. After every, I start having to schedule him at the end of my day because I was no more good for anybody after him. <laughs> I couldn't do nothing else. He had to be my last client of the day because I couldn't. <laughs> and the irrationality they have when it comes to themselves and just the inability to see anything outside of themselves is very frustrating. <laughs> And it's just ridiculous. Like you sit there, you listen, and they dead ass serious. And it's just like <laughs> he had to be my last client. I couldn't, I couldn't see nobody after that because I, I couldn't wrap my head around anything else after him because it was so fucking ridiculous. So personality disorders is something else. So you know, again, the fact that he is actively trying to keep this situation going. There's something going on with him, too, <laughs> because most people that date folks with borderline personality, so it's a whole different situation. It's where they trying to like, I want out. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> it's he probably, crazy. He probably like getting threatened to have hot grits poured on him. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next set is being told how much she, she loves him, how, yeah. how amazing a person he is. Exactly. You bitch, you just threatened me. <laughs> <laughs> You know you make me crazy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I love you. Come here, boo-boo. Hell no. <laughs> Girl, if you all leave him alone, you don't need permission to break up with somebody. Again, most relationships that end, one party in the relationship don't want it. They don't. And they gonna, you know, they're gonna give you all the reasons why you and if you're done, you just be done. That's just what it is. You are not, if you're waiting to have a round table discussion <laughs> where y'all like sit down and iron out all the problems and have your key points and he has his key points and then you finally are able, you know what? I think the best move would be for us to do, to discontinue this relationship. It's not going to happen. That's not how it, <laughs> it's not how it works. There and are clearly, amicable breakups, but most of the time it is not that way. And clearly, we're making some mass generalizations about borderline personality disorder for the sake of entertainment and or silliness. Um, (laughs) So borderline shaming aside, um, kudos to you for understanding that you need this time for yourself to grow through that because you're going to be in therapy for a long time trying to manage this, unlearn a lot of things that have been learned and trying to figure out how to engage healthily with people in in healthy relationships because i mean i sorry you just got out of your childhood so ain't no telling how many negative relationships you've seen how much abuse you've endured how many times you've been 
invalidated, how your schemas have been compromised by whatever your parents did or didn't tell you, allow you to do the validation that you didn't get. It's no telling. It's so much. And to just have gotten out of that and to get into a relationship with somebody that you notice as possessive and not giving you your freedom, the best thing you can do is take it for yourself. Yep. Get out of that relationship dynamic and focus on you and know that this is not the kind of relationship that you want with somebody. Like you don't want possessiveness. The same way that I realized when I engaged with the my early borderline and schizophrenic client that th those are not things that I desire to have in my professional uh, relationship with people. We need to be doing that with relationships as well. We need to be telling people, hey, um, are you a possessive person? Like, how do you feel about, you know, me having my own life outside of you? And if they respond to that in the negative, then you move on to the next person. Just know that that's something that you have to inquire about having or not having. It's it's okay to have that conversation early. The other person ain't gonna like it if they actually are possessive, you know. But <laughs> you're doing what you need to do for you, not trying to placate another person, which which is what you're doing in this situation. But I do hope you find the courage and the strength to leave. Um, I'm not gonna roast old dude in the sense that I mean I don't know if his possessiveness is abusive or or problematic in the sense that he need a good old roasting. You know, but uh, go do your thing. He Fuck him. Sound like he needs some therapy of his own, though. He do need some therapy. Like, Jesus. I mean, you can have a you can have a degradation and and violent kink. You know what I'm saying? It's okay, yeah. but if you don't have that, you need to go to therapy. Since we're talking about, um, you know, possessiveness, have a am I the asshole? Mm -hmm. Am I the asshole for asking my significant other for proof of her location? Okay. And I mean, I, before reading this, can probably say yes. <laughs> Unless it's because she had been, you know, kidnapped or something before and this is like a safety measure. <laughs> yeah. Bro. I mean, the only, the only benefit that I would give him is that he just didn't put a tile or one of them Apple trackers or <laughs> NF, NFT chip in her in her shoe <laughs> on some enemy of the state Will Smith enemy of the state shit. You, uh, remember, she, you remember that movie? Yeah, I do. Well, Gene Hackman had not Gene Hackman, but the government had put like a tracker in Will Smith's shoe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, kudos to you for not doing that creepy ass shit. I feel asking. like if she say no, if he asks her, she say no, that might be the next step. <laughs> like but if he it, say, it, I want at, your location, and she like, no. <laughs> at the point that he asked her, though. But see, this is different. It's not He's not just asking for her location. He's asking for proof of location, meaning that he's suspecting something at this point, and he's not believing what she's saying. So this is a whole nother level of, she finna tell you, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a whole nother level of that. But what, what you talking about? All right. Some background. A couple of months ago, my girlfriend of four years asked to go on a break with me because she wasn't happy or fulfilled by our relationship. Admittedly, I took her for granted and wasn't a great boyfriend. We decided oh, to hang the shit that the dude on the last one should have did after he said, <laughs> <laughs> said like, I, I need to take a break. <laughs> Sorry, you can go ahead. We decided to hang out as friends and I'm still pursuing her in an attempt to fix our relationship. Oh, wait. So y'all on a break and you've got to ask for this because this is problematic. 
while we're in this friend's phase, I later find out another guy started pursuing her and she's unexpectedly caught feelings for him. It is now in a thing with him. Oh, brother. All of a sudden, she's stuck between me and another guy. While we're in this new weird phase, I find out she took a plane to go see this guy, but told me she was with friends in a different place. Flash forward to today, we're still not dating, but we both still love each other and want to make it work. Do, do, do the both of you? Because it don't sound like she do. <laughs> sound like you're projecting your feelings on her, sir. Um, this weekend, she goes away on a volunteer trip through her school. I don't think much of it, but when she goes away longer than usual without texting me. The only other time this happened recently was when she was with that other guy. I get nervous and I ask her to turn her location on. She says no, because she's afraid of getting tracked by some creep who has been cyber stalking her lately. Then I just tell her I'm afraid she's with that guy and ask for some proof. She fights me and is upset that I don't trust her. I tell her normally I'd be on her side, but this has happened before, and if she just sends me something, I'll apologize. She still won't send me anything and just goes to bed and stops responding. Am I the asshole for asking for proof of her location after she lied in the past? My nigga, y'all are not together. That's the key, and all of y'all ain't together. And she ain't trying to be with you. Like, I know you stuck in this denial or whatever the fuck. And again, you you projecting, talking about we love each other and we want to make it work. She's engaging with other people. <laughs> she like, we? You speak French now? <laughs> because we ain't talking about American we. We ain't talking about the English we. That's another we. Sir. Y'all he said, together. now there's this thing between her, me, and, and this other dude. Sir, you are mistaken. <laughs> there is no you. <laughs> there is no you. <laughs> there is only her and him. And she is placating you to uh, help your feelings not be as, as problematic as they are. Yeah. But you shouldn't have took it for granted, goddammit. You did this shit to yourself. Now she getting the back blowed out by some nigga overseas, probably over some amazing sunset on some shit she ain't never seen before. And you talking about prove it, prove that you're somewhere with your school on a on a, a mission trip. Prove it to me because you make me feel so. You are lucky that she ain't telling you. Listen, your dick was too little. You took me for granted. I hated how your breath smell. Your hygiene was trash. And this man is everything I want him to be. You are lucky that she ain't doing that shit. You're lucky. You're lucky. All you of fucked the comments up. are basically like, you creepy, you crazy, y'all are... Like, it's very clear that you're not together. It is very clear that she's not trying to get back with you. Again, this is your perception that you're projecting on her. That's what you want, okay? You want y'all to get back together. Just because she's still entertaining conversation with you does not mean that y'all are on a path to getting back together. You actively know that she fucking with this other nigga. <laughs> and having her location, it don't matter. It don't matter. You don't, there's just, <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself, sir? <laughs> just move on. Let it go. Let her like, ride off into the sunset with this other nigga and you move on and find you somebody that actually wants to be with you that you don't have to ask them to turn their fucking location on to prove that they're at a a, a volunteer meet. Like, sir, you're doing this to yourself. I can't even sir, be mad at her because she told you. <laughs> you have you some fucking it. audacity. <laughs> sir, you have some fucking audacity. How dare you? 
How dare you? How dare you request this of her? How dare you ask her for proof of anything? She don't owe you nothing. No. She don't owe you nothing. Oh my god. And I just I don't, you know, I don't understand why you think that you can ask her for proof of anything. No clue. But you you this is a situation. You're in a relationship all by yourself at this point. It's just you. She is not there. Listen, man, this is what I feel like be happening. And this is gonna sound bad, but I feel like when an ex is in this situation with a, a person who don't plan on being with their ex, anytime that ex make them mad, I feel like it just make them like sex the other person harder. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as she, as soon as they got to have that argument about where you at and I need proof and I don't believe you, she went right into the other room and pulled that man pants down and just got to work. That's how I feel. That's how I feel that plays out. I feel like he's contributed to his own demise. <laughs> like that's that's all it is. You're making things worse for yourself by doing this. Oh God. You're making it worse. Cut your losses. Cut, Cut your, your losses. losses. At the point that you need proof, even if she was where she said she was, she shouldn't provide you proof. Nope. She shouldn't. At this point, you not being in a relationship with her have become so paranoid and possessive about her time and her energy that she shouldn't want to be with you at this point. Like, you've literally become a different person than you were before. I mean, you could have been the same person, I guess. But... You are a different person. You asking for shit that you probably ain't never asked for. It's like the first time you done asked for some proof or something. Why would she want you seeing you become this insecure person? They roasted him in the comments. Like every every comment is you're creepy, you're the asshole, you're possessive, you need to get therapy. <laughs> they roasted him. Like, this is just not a good look for you, sir. <laughs> it's not not a good look let it go y'all ain't together she made that clear she's fucking around with other people you're the one that's holding on to something that's not there let it go let it go my boy it's okay to be the asshole right now just move on let's make sure that you're not the asshole next time understand that you took your lady for granted you didn't you didn't offer to her the things that she needed you weren't the man that you wanted to be and just try your best to know how to be that for the next person but she's gone, my boy. Let this one go. She's gone. Take that L. Just take the L. <laughs> Please. Sad. Um, you want to do another one or you want to move on? I got a lot of news. So okay. let's move on. All right. If you have a Reddit that you find that you would like for us to read or discuss, if you want to talk about anything we talk about on the show, whatever it may be, you can send us an email at conversationcarnartist at gmail.com and we will respond on the show. Um, very briefly, because this ain't going to take long. Uh, there was a whole situation with Rihanna and ASAP Rocky that was a completely made up situation. Nothing happened. Like what? I don't want to know nothing about Rihanna and ASAP Rocky that I don't have to know. Okay. Yeah. I, I I don't like it. I don't like it. Number one, it's Rihanna. Number two, it's ASAP Rocky. Okay. <laughs> I would rather a no name 
Nobody know who this dude is. Was the person that shot the club up with Rihanna instead of ASAP Rocky? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't feel bad. <laughs> Ain't ASAP Rocky the one that got stranded over there in, in Germany or somewhere because yes, he was tripping. Yes, that's that's him. That is him. I also though respect women's autonomy to make the decisions that they choose to make. So if Rihanna chose ASAP Rocky, then I accept that decision. But I gotta like it. <laughs> don't have to like it, Red. I nothing to do with me but what? i also but it, it, it's crazy oh good go ahead i'll tell you i'll talk about that part later what happened is a blog started a rumor that asap rocky and rihanna broke up because he was cheating with a stylist now rihanna has been very private about her relationships like she don't normally say shit. she was with that little rich uh arabic man for like four or five years and like she never talked really about the relationship paparazzi had photos of them together and that's how we knew that they was together but like she's been real closed-lipped about her relationships and i only wanted to talk about this to talk about what i've been saying on the show for the longest which is when you share shit, you you leave it open to public consumption and people can do with it what they please. And some of that shit ain't going to be positive. Some of the opinions ain't going to be positive and some of the things that they do with it ain't going to be positive. And so you have the right to do it, 100%. Not saying that she should have continued to not talk about her relationship. That's her business if she wants to. What I'm saying is when you do, negative shit can happen. Uh, as evidenced by, <laughs> this blog started this rumor uh since she got pregnant because even before that they've been dating for a while and like she he was saying all kind of shit like rihanna is that bitch let me just say okay rihanna had niggas just like falling all over themselves asap <laughs> rocky could not stop talking about her like he was doing interviews and talking about what a great and how much in love and all of this shit rihanna didn't say a goddamn thing she didn't start talking about their relationship till she was fucking pregnant Prior to that, all of the things about their relationship was coming from that nigga. Like, he was talking. So she get pregnant, she's talking more about it, and this blog started this rumor. The stylist has uh, come out and said that it's not true, and she has a lot of respect for ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, and she don't understand why people would even want to do this, and blah, blah, blah. I think you told me that I didn't notice that the person apologized and they've taken their blog down, or whatever, mm -hmm. got off of it, social media. They lucky they don't get fucking sued. <laughs> You cannot just be putting shit out here that you know is not true or that you don't know for a fact is true. People can sue you for that. You can't do that. But I just wanted to use this as an opportunity. Again, you, you can talk about all the relationships, all of your personal bit. You can talk about anything you want to. That is your right. However, you do not have control out on how people consume this and what they decide to do with it. It don't matter who you are. And this is just an example of that. Like they were minding their good fucking business, getting ready for their baby, and then here come this bitch just making shit up, <laughs> just for no reason other than to get some hits online. So mm -hmm. that's all I wanted to say about that. It's just this is what I be talking about. The more you share, the more and more you open up your life to people, the more that they can say and do shit regarding that. And you have a right to. And I say again, she she can share as much as she wants to, but this kind of shit happens when you do. Or but do you, do you see this at the same level as Will and Jada as Rocky? Because like clearly Will and Jada put like the 
intricate, intimate details of their relationship yeah. out there to be scrutinized. But they didn't really do nothing but say we have a relationship. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not on. The, it's definitely not on the same level. But the the concept still remains the same. Like once you start, oh, even up opening it up to the smallest amount. Like I said, they had been together forever, but Rihanna never said a fucking word. Like I said, ASAP Rocky was the one that was like, she's amazing. She's myself. Rihanna's that bitch. She had Drake falling all over himself. Like Rihanna just is that girl. So like, it's the same. As soon as a woman, any woman, just a regular woman, put her picture with her new dude on social media, she yep. get them inboxes. Yep. I wish I would have treated you right. <laughs> yep. Damn. It's just, like it just it is. I guess it's just human that nature. That concept don't just exist across famous people. Basically. No, it don't. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you listening who has social media. You can share what you want on your social media, but recognize that once you start putting shit out there, people are gonna share their opinions. They're gonna do what they want to with that information. Like that's just what it is. And so again, I'm not saying that people shouldn't share. I don't share a whole lot of shit. That's my personal preference because I don't I don't give a fuck about your opinion. And I'm not gonna give you the father to make to give me your opinion. I don't want to hear it. So I'm not gonna, you know. But I'm not saying that people shouldn't. I'm not saying everybody should be like me. I'm just saying that what comes along with sharing your personal life is people giving their fucking opinions about it or like having something to say or, you know, I saw your nigga with, with this bitch at, um, <laughs> he was at the game with this bitch the other, like that kind of shit. You open yourself up to that because if people don't know y'all dating, they don't feel a need to like report to you about shit right mm -hmm. but once they realize that the girl he was over here doing that oh nigga i saw your girl booed like it's all of that shit you just open yourself up to that shit and relationships are hard enough without that shit yeah they are so are i just wanted to mention that just to reiterate what i've been saying about you leave yourself open to bullshit and that's just you know, because I want this relationship to be successful, though. Like, I really, really don't want this shit to go down to some cheating and infidelity. Yeah. I really, like, we really do need to start seeing. Well, one thing, we need to start seeing who are perceived as thug niggas being decent fathers and partners in relationships. Yeah. Because it's a lot of them niggas that ain't that. Yeah. You everybody future came to everybody's mind right now in this, in this conversation. <laughs> Unless you like future. Then the only thing that came to your mind is Russell Wilson is corny. Oh God. <sighs> but if you are neutral, future neutral, then you thought about future when I said that. Like, but we need like I I would like for this to not go down that way. But yeah. everybody like Rihanna is like the uh reincarnate of Erica Badu energy. Yep, she is. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. I mean, except she um, don't have niggas dressing crazy. Everybody I mean, that she, dated. Well, it's different. I mean, she got the energy. I guess it bring out who you truly are. Like it brought brought out Chris Brown violence. You know, it brought out it is bringing out Rocky. What I hope is corniness, <laughs> if that's how people <laughs> want to put it. I hope it makes you who you really are with a Rihanna energy. Erica Badu turned everybody to backpack turban wearing conscious niggas. Everybody that dated her, if you go back and look at them during the time that they would date her, they were dressed so fucking crazy. 3,000, comment, whoever, like, go look at them. 
when they've been dating her and just it's like something about her energy they just want to match it and so they be dressing crazy as fuck <laughs> like what this nigga got on oh he with erica okay <laughs> never mind erica, erica badu had a a live or a video that i saw where she was like one of my past lovers he used to just love sucking toes and she was like i ain't gonna say his name and then she scrolled over a little bit and it was this big banner up there that said common and then she turned back <laughs> and, and she just continued telling the story i'm like she know what she be doing to these motherfuckers too <laughs> because she know common gonna call her be like huh that was funny girl you know where that energy at let me get it back i feel like they all be calling her back trying to get back with her except andre 2000 he just andre probably struggling to, I don't think he, he probably just struggling to stay alive yeah, why you gotta be struggling to stay alive? Thousand is struggling, bro. I don't care what you say. I love it so <laughs> much, though. Uh, you you that free that Andre three thousand freestyle a day in the uh, life of um Benjamin Andre. Um, he at one point he went on about his relationship with Erica Badu, their son, and then he said uh he referred to the song Tyrone, and he said uh that song ain't about me. That ain't my name. And I was like, yeah, he out, he out of the curse. <laughs> he's out of the curse. Good, 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 he's out of the curse. But now he's just struggling with life, I imagine. I told you about that life of the party verse. That nigga's struggling, boy. I don't care what you say. Uh, I don't listen to Kanye West anymore, so I wouldn't hurt it. Even though I'm a huge fan of Andre 3000. Just... His version cut it off. <laughs> because I promise you, when Kanye come in, you're going to cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> when Kanye start yelling after Andre Verge, you're going to cut it off. You don't want to hear no more after that. I Not me, anyway. As far as Kanye's music goes, I'm Kanye neutral. I'm just, I hate I hate to say it. I even hate to say it, but... I really think that it's not even... I wish that I could say that it's just like he and, and his shenanigans are such that it just makes me not want to... But I really think that I just really hate and resent all of his fans and all of these people who be talking about what a musical genius he That shit irritates my fucking soul. I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to hear shit he made. He's not a musical genius to me. I get, and I, I know I'm not a musical person. I know I don't produce and all of this shit. I don't give a fuck. I hate it. It makes me irate when I hear people going on and on about that because I think that that is used a lot to excuse a lot of the fuckery that he does and I'm tired of it and so all of that just all together just make me say fuck Kanye and I don't know anything that he does unless it's some of the bullshit in the news but like music wise I have no idea because I don't give a fuck anymore like I just don't I couldn't there's not any I'm in negative fucks when it comes to Kanye. Like, not even zero. We're in like negative 100 at this point. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. Don't want to hear about it. Don't care. But, but yeah, I just wanted to use the Rihanna situation just to talk about like this. What happens when you let people know what you got going on in your life? Again, that don't mean you can't just realize. <laughs> well, take us on into, uh, from that, take us on into the conversation about Cam Newton. Oh Lord Jesus. Hey, I want y'all to realize that side that she just put out there. <laughs> and following this dialogue, just take a mental note of what that side means when you hear it. Go. <laughs> Motherfucker. Cam Cam Newton was who who was he interviewing with? Hold on. Let me make sure I get this correct. He was in an interview talking shit <laughs> about women and how women shouldn't be having this boss. Some millionaire. Up. What is it? 
Mm. I'm gonna he was million dollars worth of game podcast. He was on there talking about how women don't know how to cater to men. You don't know how to be quiet. You don't know how to let a man take the lead. Let me let me give you the quote directly. Okay. Now a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, I'm this, I'm that. No, baby, but you can't cook. You don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. That's what he said. Now, mind you, let's just talk about his own life and the women in his life and how he's treated them. Because you're talking about women letting the man lead, and let's talk about what kind of a fucking leader you are, Cameron. Cam takes care of seven kids. I think five of them are biologically his, okay? He's had this girl that he's been with forever. And he had, I think, four kids with her. Four kids with her, and then she had a kid already that he sees as his stepdaughter. Now, mind you, four kids in. Cam never married this girl. <laughs> okay. Never married her. He talking about his parents, because all, all, all in the interview, he talked about how his parents been together for 36, 37 years, been married. You, did you marry the mother of your kids? You kept impregnating her and making babies with her, but did you marry her? And then later on, after kid number four, you cheated with an Instagram model and got that bitch pregnant. And so while marriage is not completely necessary for a relationship, there are financial implications that come with marrying somebody. And so if that marriage ends, there's some shit that comes along with that. You saved yourself that trouble by never fucking marrying this girl. And, and even though you kept shooting the club up religiously, four kids in. Then you get this Instagram model pregnant. And now you also have taken. So he got the one kid from the first girl. And then she already, the Instagram model already had a kid and had a kid with him. So that's how we arrive at seven. But I just want you talking about being a leader and how women need to let men do this and that and cater to your man. But this is why women feel a need to be boss bitches and to take care of their shit. Because when you, again, put all of your eggs in one basket and and, and think that this man is going to do all of it. And that's not to say he won't. But what is not going to happen, at no point am I going to be in a situation where you decide that you want to go do some fuck shit and I'm fucked. Because I was catering to you and doing all of this shit. Fuck you, Cam. And shut the fuck up with your weird dressing ass. That shit made me so angry like sir you're in no position to be saying this you're not in a you're you sitting here talking this shit like you've been this great leader for the women in your life and for the key like that's not what you're doing that's not what you're doing everybody kept like every time she got pregnant people kept is he gonna marry her is he ever gonna marry her and the answer to that was no <laughs> because he knew what he was also doing because the the instagram model is not the first bitch you fucked outside of this relationship sir all the reason that we know about this is because you shot the club up with her and got her pregnant but i'm sure that this has been going on so like miss me with all of that shit because you everybody want to talk about letting men lead and catering to them but we don't never want to talk about what they are supposed to provide to 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 obtain these things you just want it because you a nigga fuck up on my face Yes. He, but he provide money. Okay. But you, that's, <laughs> that's only, again, now I'm sure she gets child support, but like, that only goes so far. Because now she's a mother of four. 
and you then went out here and, and fathered another child. And I'm sure y'all relationship, you're really, you already play football and going all the time. And I, like, like it just, there's so many things. But Red, you don't have to worry about Money. nothing financial. All oh. you got to do is take care of the kids, take her to home, cook, maintain your own career, tend to me when I come home, sex me whenever I want to. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. <laughs> and you don't have things. to worry about finances. Just why can't little. why can't you get it together knowing that you don't have to think about those things you don't have to work hard it's so ridiculous he said something about you a boss bitch but you can't cook okay you're a provider but you can't build a house like niggas love to talk about this let's talk about this cooking thing and that kind of a shit you do realize that these older relationships that you was talking about these niggas was doing a whole lot more you play football and you dress, let me not, let's see. Let me be careful with my words. You out here dressed crazy and you don't look like you could build or fix anything, sir. So you want to talk, because if, you, if you're going to hire people to do those things, then she should be able to hire a cook for the house and it not be a problem. Shut the fuck up, Cam. Like, who, who asked you this? Who and if any man that are listening to Cam and you gonna take Cam Newton's advice, you don't have Cam Newton money. Okay. Remember that. Remember that you out here working your uh minimum wage job. And so the shit look a little different for him than it does for you. Don't don't get out here thinking you Hey, can. look, all you gotta do is scale it down. Hood rat don't need number red locked every weekend. <laughs> don't act like I can't provide the things that a person on my pay scale would want. <laughs> she still ain't got to work at McDonald's. I got us. I work at Home Depot. I got us. She ain't got to work at McDonald's. She can still stay at home, take care of the kids. And you know what? I got a little money. We're going to get the Cheddar Bays on Saturdays. Can't. Like, let me, let me. That's what we call it. This is a conversation. Saturdays. I, this is a conversation I had with my mom recently about, you know, I, I am 37 and I do everything on my own, okay? If shit happens, I figure out a way to get it done. You know, I'm Googling, I'm doing whatever. I very rarely ask people for help, which is probably one of my shortcomings because I am not good at asking for help. I, I will do it on my own. I want uh, you to rephrase that. What? You said it's probably one of your shortcomings. <laughs> rephrase that. <laughs> it is, okay? It is. What it is. I'm going to rephrase it. It's definitely one of her shortcomings. She gonna be in a ditch bleeding out. And then she gonna call me at the last minute. Well, whoever the hierarchy is, she gonna call them bleeding out, about to die from blood loss. I need some help. What's happening? I'm in a ditch bleeding out. Oh shit, too many steps have been missed in this situation. <laughs> Why you didn't call it the beginning of problems? That's Red's level of I don't need help stubbornness, just so y'all know. But, and it's not that, I just like to do stuff on my own. I'm used to doing stuff on my own. But I was telling my mom, like, I do stuff on my own, but that shit get tired. I don't, so like, if I had somebody who, at some point, <laughs> that I could trust to manage and handle things, I would like the assistance because it's it's tiresome it's tiresome doing all of this shit by yourself and so it is not that women who are really independent don't want help we do 
because that shit is tiresome. You get tired of doing all of this shit by yourself. But I do not want the help that is attached to all of this fucking bullshit, right? Like, I can do it on my own if I need to. <laughs> That's the thing. It cannot be attached to a bunch of shit because why would I allow myself to be involved in some shit that's got all of these strings attached to it when I know I can if I need to do it on my own. And that's something that I'm working on because it is a shortcoming of mine. Like, perfect. I got this heavy ass uh, floating desk in my office that belonged to On Point. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I moved to Hawaii. I was like, who want this? She said, I want it. I'm going to finish this fucking story. Okay. No, right. I'm going to finish this story. Okay. You be quiet. <laughs> Listen, I told her I'm going to give her this floating desk. Except I wasn't going to have the opportunity to come help her put it up. When I tell y'all this fucking floating desk is some of the heaviest shit I never had to deal with in my goddamn life. As far as I know, her putting that shit up in her spot is the same answer to how them niggas make the pyramids in goddamn Egypt. I don't fucking know. I do not know. But she did it by herself. It is stable. It is solid. When I came there to do some business work I had to do and use her computer room, that shit is 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 it's up there. And it's high. It ain't, it's like exactly where it's supposed to be up high, like standing and using the computer level. When I tell y'all, I don't know how the fuck she did that. But and I told her she could have goddamn been fucking had both of her legs broke trying to put that thing up on the floor, broken fucking femur and shit. Because she done fell back with that big ass thing on top of her, which it is heavy enough, y'all, mind you, to fuck your midsection up like that. She could have broke ribs, femur, fucking thighs, all that shit broke. But she did it. You know, and the success rate of doing it still don't really help the fact that what could have happened ain't worth not asking for help. Yeah. But she ain't gonna ask. I didn't even think about if I got injured, because I live alone, like it's just me and a dog. So like, if I had fallen back or if I had gotten hurt, like I didn't even think about it. I don't even think about it. Like I didn't have my phone near me. Like I'd have been fucked up just laying, <laughs> just laying in here. Yeah. Like that's totally what happened. But I, I had a system. I used, I got these tall bar stools. I used that to prop it up on the the thing and lean it on the wall. And then I just slowly like had the things already in the wall. Like I had a a process for how to get it up there by myself. It still was very difficult. And I was sore as fuck (laughs) for a few days after I hung it up. Don't be like Uh, me. Don't be like me. Yeah. I'm trying, (laughs) I'm trying to be better. Um, I'm, it's something that I'm working on because it is one of my flaws that I, I don't ask for help. But and see, when I hear shit like this, niggas like Kim, it just made me be even more like that's why I do shit on my own because fuck you, nigga. <laughs> you sit out here talking about so don't nobody you don't allow people to lead and all of this. But again, your own life is not you ain't in a position, Cameron. You're not. Leading is overrated. And I'm inclined to say that if 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 you believe you should be leading and somebody is not following you, then you're not being the leader that you should be. And I use this example all the time when talking about this. If a zombie apocalypse broke out and we were in a shop and we could see them coming to us throughout the windows and somebody got on the table and was like, hey, y'all, I got a plan. 
versus the dude who knocked the coke machine over in front of the door, started breaking chair legs and giving everybody weapons. I'm following that motherfucker. I ain't following the motherfucker that got on the table and said, I got a plan. You ain't about that action, bro. You just saying, hey, I'm a leader. Follow me. Well, I don't trust your plan. I don't trust you. You need to be the nigga that's breaking the, breaking the legs off and coming up with a plan that make a woman be like, damn, that's a followable man. Yes. And, and you won't even have to have this conversation, bro. You won't have to have this conversation. You'll have every woman you engage with ready to follow you. And a woman following you don't always even mean it's about resources. Sometimes it just means that your energy to be decisive is present enough for her to follow you. She could be a woman of means. She could be a woman taking care of herself. But at the end of the day, if you give her that energy, she'll give her the energy that you're looking for. But most niggas ain't got the energy or the resources. They just standing on the table saying, hey, follow me. Why are you educated? Stop going to college. <laughs> Y'all are messing up the black community. Feminism did this. Shut the fuck up. My problem is that these conversations when niggas have them never contain what the niggas supposed, what you as a man are doing in order for that to be the case. I it's already always told just you. like I gave you the money. <laughs> I gave you the money. Take the money and go. Take the money and go. Y'all know it's so easy. It's so easy to just, like, that shit, men be saying, women just want a man that's going to provide. No. A man providing is a fucking man's wet dream. That ain't no woman's wet dream. A man who can just pay. I work, I give you my check or give you money or have you allocate money and you do everything else, that is a man's fucking wet dream. That's not a woman's wet dream. That's what men want. See, men don't want to contribute in all those other ways that are emotional and time-based and selfless. They don't want to do that. They just It's a front because in one breath they say, these women want a man to provide. But as soon as a woman starts providing for herself, they be like, oh, she too independent. She don't want a man that's going to provide. Nigga, what the fuck is the, what's the answer? What you really want? You need to come up with something, bro, because this shit is getting tired. All right? This is what, look, I don't even want none of that shit. I don't, leading is overrated. I want my woman to cook. Matter of fact, sometimes when I'm at work, I want my, I want my partner to call me and be like, Hey, uh, you cooking tonight and in your drawers with the apron on. Get to it. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be or care, but you doing it. I'd I be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of energy. I don't want this expect a woman to do shit. We are partners. We are co-conspirators in this shit. And I'm a different type of man. I'm a liberal man in terms of relationship styles and stuff. I don't need all of the shit that all these other men say they need. I'd much rather have like a... a companionship, you know, than a fucking dictatorship, you know, or uh, these are my roles and these are your roles. If my partner want to cut grass, I don't care. What do I look like? <laughs> I don't like cutting grass. If she like cutting grass, go for it. I will outsource cutting grass when I do. And that's the same thing I be thinking, like, a woman who can't cook, she can provide food by making sure that we eat what we want to eat. She can do some fucking Hello Fresh. She can bring us some cheesecake if we can afford it. Like, I, I wouldn't give a fuck. But see, men are caught up in this idea that women have to 
participate in these uber traditional roles like cooking and making sure we eat are two different things that fulfills the same need but for some reason men need a woman to, to be over a hot stove like their mama was and i think they blame the independence because it it again and i say this to people all the time they'd be like all right grandparents and they you know they knew how to stay together no your grandma was a hostage your grandma couldn't leave because there was not a way for her to take care of her family on her own and so these men blame independence because yeah you when you look back at those relationships that is why they stay in a lot of these situations even if they wanted to leave even if your grandma was miserable your grandfather had two families across town he was out here just doing whatever the fuck he wanted to do might have been beating her ass all of these things she couldn't leave even if she wanted to because she couldn't how they was having 10 lamb kids how is she gonna take care of 10 lamb kids when it's you can't get a job it's hard for you to get an education and even if you get an education ain't nobody gonna hire you because you're a woman like why the fuck would she, she couldn't leave so like you cannot <laughs> try to compare these two situations where now women have choices and they don't have to stay your grandma had to stay please stop romanticizing this like they was just so in love and so happy your grandfather had all of these outside kids you see these obituaries be full of fucking like all of these <laughs> random people it'd be people meeting siblings at funerals from that generation because your grandfather was out here doing fuckery like please stop romanticizing that shit that's where that comes from and that's why men blame the independent because you're right it is your grandma because she had been more independent and had had more abilities would have been a whole lot more of these broken relationships sure would have been but you romanticize it because she stayed she didn't have a choice <laughs> she could well she was gonna go again my grandma is like one of 13 14 kids and that was the norm so like where you gonna go with that where you gonna move to how you gonna take care of them if you don't stay with this trifling ass man you just got to <laughs> it's different <laughs> now were there some people that were like genuinely happy sure but like all it is nowhere near the amount of relationships that these men who use that to romanticize that generation want to make it out to be a lot of them women was stuck and they couldn't leave yeah. And they didn't have no again. You had 13. Imagine how you you can have two kids now, and it'd be hard to leave if you ain't got the right resources. Shit is expensive. 13, 14 kids. Yeah, she stayed with him. Yeah, they was married till they died. Cause where was she gonna go? My grandma never even learned how to drive. My grandma left this work. She never learned how to drive. <laughs> Your granddad like, if she leave me, she leaving on foot. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right goddamn now. Your ass ain't finna learn how to drive. You think you better drive across the damn state lines and leave my ass? Hell no. Your ass gonna crash into a tree for us. I give a damn. Your ass is y'all you leave me, you leaving on foot with little 14 little feet walking behind your ass. Shit. Never what I look like. Drive. I ain't no goddamn fool. I raised by the old school. Now if you stay with me, I got your back like chiropractic. You know what I'm saying? An old school nigga said that to me recently. Oh <laughs> it was hilarious. It's ridiculous. But yeah, like this I think he had just got through smoking crack. <laughs> I'm serious. I am not lying. That is really terrible. This man, this man said, I'm helping a friend like renovate a, a Airbnb unit. And I, I'm don't get me wrong. Like I said that like I know some shit. I'm just hanging up photos and shit. That's all I'm doing. But this dude live next door. He and and I be over there working by myself, just over there. 
And um, he came outside and was like, hey, I'm finna go somewhere real quick. So if you need me, let me know. What? This man, this man got in the car and went somebody for two minutes and came back. I said, you just went and got some crack. All <laughs> hey, oh, you went and you went it. Whatever your drug of choice is, he an old black man. So I imagine it's crack. I imagine it's crack. Well, yeah. Old black people use crack. That's, I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. hey, man, got, you be smoking crack over there? Yeah. Thank Come you. around asking for $2. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but, but yeah. I'm sorry. that's uh, yeah. that's all. That's all I have to say. It's just I really wish people would stop. Like again, these men are, are never saying what the responsibility of the men that are supposed to be these leaders is. It's just because you got a dick, you're supposed to lead, and they supposed to just follow you. And again, Cam, again, we look at your situation. That poor child, four kids in, and then you went and fucked the Instagram model and got her pregnant. That's some great leadership. Shut the fuck up. So, Kayla Nicole, uh, this is Travis Kelce's girlfriend, which is an NFL star. Okay, I was like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah, this is, you know, <laughs> Travis Kelce is the, I think, a white man that all these women, black and white, be pawning over until he didn't have a beard. And I think he looked a little weird. Beard fishing is real. Some of y'all look trash without your beards. She responded by saying the obsession with women being able to cook is truly comical because it's like if your palate is so superior, date a Michelin star shelf, then bozo. Pretty sure the average woman is capable of making edible food. How do you think she survived thus far? Um, That ain't necessarily true. <laughs> being able to survive through finding sustenance is way different than, you know, cooking. <laughs> but either way, if you got that kind of money... And again, that, that goes back to the obsession that men have with women cooking. Because if I'm making Cam Newton money, we got a chef in the house. Like, we eat steaks, we eat lamb chops, we eat seared scallops, we eat seafood bowls. We, I'm, matter of fact, my chef would be from New Orleans. Oh, that would be amazing. Because <sighs> let me tell y'all, I did not have a favorite city until I visited New Orleans last year. I don't know how the fuck a whole city made food delicious everywhere. How the fuck you do that? We had a whole plan of all these fancy restaurants we were going to go on, and then we found an impromptu, like, water cruise, which I don't like because you just looking at dirty water. You riding over dirty water looking at stuff that's just stuff. But they had a buffet, and I was like, all right, well, I guess we can substitute, you know, some delicious food for some sea boat buffet that was the most delicious shit I had on the whole trip. I was like, how secret fucking water boat food <laughs> tastes as good as everything else in the goddamn city? <laughs> that shit came with a tour. It was the side piece to the damn main attraction. <laughs> and that bitch was better than some of the food we had paid $70 for. Anyway, side note. My chef would be from New Orleans. If I had Cam Newton money, the only thing I'd be asking my, my partner about food is what we eat today. <laughs> what they making for us today. Matter of fact, no, I think I'll switch them around. I have me a, 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 a Japanese. I'll switch them around. I just have to have so many different cuisines. But anyway, Cam got that kind of money. But, but the infatuation with women having to know how to cook when you got the means to make sure y'all are eating whatever want to be ate, I don't, I don't want that. Look, but I don't care. If not I don't marry a chef, I don't care how good my partner cook. If I can afford us having somebody in the house that cook, she ain't cooking unless she want to. 
it isn't equal. It's not again. You have these expectations of these traditional things that women are supposed to do, but y'all niggas can't change tires. You don't know how to do oil, do oil changes. You have to send the car in to do this shit, like all. The, so the traditional shit that these men that you idolize and was doing, you can't do that either. But that's fine. You don't have to. You still should be in the same submissive submitting position just from you being a nigga. You don't have no expectations of y'all. None. You don't have to do any of these things. Because again, I didn't been out with plenty of niggas who don't know how to do any of those things. That if I had a flat tire, I was going to have to call somebody because they don't know how to change a goddamn tire. Because it isn't an expectation. But you know, if she can't cook, all bets are off. Like my nigga... Hush. Do you know how I learned to put a tie together? You know how I learned how to change a tire? Oh. I got a fucking flat tire. <laughs> like, then nobody sit me down and be like, you know, hey, this is how you change a flat tire. Like, to me, as a dude, really as anybody, okay? But it's socially speaking, if you, socially speaking, women, ain't this ain't something women should do. And they shouldn't break their nails on tires and shit. So anybody should be able to, whether socially they should, if anybody should be able to stand back, look at the situation, understand these core concepts, this tire needs to come off. In order to do that, a car needs to be lifted up. In the trunk, there are tools that are made to do that. If you just look at the shit, you can figure out how to do it. That's mm -hmm. how I figured out how to do it. The first time I had to change a tire, I was delivering pizza. And the, I had to change the tire. And it was nighttime too, so I, it was a real fucked up situation. But I knew that all the materials was in the car to do it. It's not hard. Everybody should be able to do it. If you can't do it, you are utterly negligent about the things that you need to understand about your in your life that you're going to go through if you drive. You know. But is it even red? Even if even if that man knew how to do all of this stuff. Even if Cam Newton knows how to do every single thing that a man can know how to do, he ain't going to do it because he going to use the money he make to as the reason him. why other people can do it for him. Yeah. But he won't allow his woman the same allowance. He won't allow his woman to be coddled by the ability to pay for things that she uh, he wants her to do. Because he and other men are infatuated with this idea that women are fucking part-time servants. Now, if you don't believe a woman should be a part-time servant, but you have this internal idea that women should be doing this homemaking shit, you need to explore your thoughts because you are adopting a problematic way of thinking, especially from then to now. Now, this is what Shaq said. Shaq said, times have changed and women are demanding their respect and you must give it to them or else. This ain't the 60s or 70s. Be quiet. Do all this. You got women buying mansions and not living in them and getting new mansions. You got women that are doing their own thing. You got to show them respect. And a true king don't have to go to a woman and say, I'm the boss. They should already know you. Should, uh, they should already know and you should already know. Also, a true king let his woman lead. Like, if you look at all the old ancient king movies, the king don't even say shit. It's the queen that's calling the war and doing this because that the king is like, you lead. I just sit back and chill. That's what true kings do. But women are definitely demanding their respect. All this be quiet and shut up. That ain't going to fly no more. Shaq ain't wrong. Shaq ain't wrong. The, the, times are different. You know what I'm saying? That shit that your daddy was telling you about your mom and your grandmama, Cam Newton, that shit is outdated. That shit is outdated. 
It's like reading out of a science book from the 70s. That shit, it, it's been updated, my boy. That shit's over, okay? You just have to accept that that shit is over. I know you want what you want, and you know what? You might be able to even find a woman that you want. If you quit fucking every woman and then another woman that come along and getting pregnant, <laughs> you may be able to find that. The kind of woman that you want. But you are not lending anything to the social con con conversation between black men and black women by saying this old school, misogynistic, patriarchal shit that a lot of men can't even hold a candle to because they don't have the resources or the mentality or the desire. Or the desire. He needs to just shut his ass up and just keep buying them fruity ass clothes. Whatever. Bro, I said I said I got a lot of news and we don't talk about this shit for about 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we got 10 minutes left. I mean, my news ain't that significant, you know what I'm saying? But uh one thing I do want to talk about is a woman named Jennifer Buck. Jennifer Buck wrote a book um called Let Me Go See What the uh the Forward Party is. Bad and bougie. It's called Bad and Bougie Toward a Trap Feminist Theology. Now, the big backlash was this is a white woman. <laughs> a white woman made this shit. And now Twitter is going hard, as Twitter does. So I'm going to talk about what some of the people on Twitter are saying. So first, let's have a conversation about allyship. Allyship is starting to mean much and much and much less. Um, than it used to mean because white allies have become the wolf in sheep's clothing. That's what's happened. So it's really, really hard right now to trust the word ally. So let's get into what's going on. So this woman made a, a book that is supposed to be um, trap feminist theology and she is writing the story of black women from the white perspective and the idea of the allyship in this sense is that in her mind she is doing something for black people in her mind she is bringing awareness to an experience that black women have but in reality it's not possible that she is actually having an inherent understanding of what it likes to what it's like to be that thing right so imagine seeing your next door neighbor get in their car check their mail um go to work come back water their grass you know sit outside on the porch read the newspaper imagine trying to write a book from seeing your neighbor doing that all day and you writing a book on their life you don't know what's going on in their house you don't know what's going on in their childhood you don't know the internal thoughts that they having this man might be doing all of this shit, hoping that he get hit by a car the next minute because he can't stand the shit that he got going on in his life. Like, and I'm just saying that to say that, like, inherently, you can't understand what another person's about. It would be this, a man can't write this either. You know what I'm saying? So let's go through some of how some people are perceiving this situation. Uh, one, a white woman wrote this book called Bad and Bougie Toward a Trap Feminist Theology. I'm so disgusted. She wrote this. How dare she? How dare she appropriate black feminists and womanists? How dare she steal from black millennial feminists and womanists? That's one of them. Um, now, let's talk about this is the book's description. This book engages with the overlap of black ex experience. Now, remember, a woman, a white woman wrote this, y'all. A white woman wrote this. 
This book engages with the overlap of black experience, hip hop music, ethics, and feminism to focus on a subsection known as trap feminism, which I've never heard before. So did she make up this term? And construct a trap feminist theology. Interacting with concepts of moral agency, resistance, and imagination, trap feminist theology seeks to build an intersectional theology emphasizing women's agency in their bodies and sexually while also remaining faithful to the trap context from which they are socially located. I don't think she really understands what the word trap means in the context of trap in general. Well, that's why she shouldn't be writing about it. Exactly. (laughs) Such a project will redefine the trap context from one of the marginalization to one of joy and flourishing within black feminist theology. This theology overlaps with black ethics and subversive empowerment that forms a new normative ethic and family system within a subset of the black community. Trap feminism emerges out of trap culture where the black woman is creating a space outside of the barriers of poverty, harnessing autonomy, employment, and agency to allow for reinvention of self-identity while remaining faithful to social location. I think she's really taking like that song that talks about a trap queen and applying that to an entire reading because like trap don't mean what she think it mean in, in this breakdown itself. Let's see another one. Uh, a white woman. Well, I think what it means she mean when she said it is a white woman wrote and white publishers published a, a book called Bad and Bougie Toward a Trap Feminist Theology. Okay, that's um mean that you can't see on here. <laughs> um, but the publishers now have uh taken it down. Um. All the reviews on Amazon are being deleted, but her publisher, uh, Whip and Stock, they have discontinued her book. They released a statement that said that, you know, they can't undo the damage that was done, but they have taken it down. Why does, like this, I'm tired of that. I am so tired of people acting like they don't know that this is going to be what the response is. Like, it's like they, you put it out hoping, like, maybe we'll get this one under the radar and, like, people... But, like, you know that Black people are going to have a problem with this because one of the main complaints is that our culture gets used and profited on in ways that do not benefit us. And even though you profit on the culture, you also talk shit about it at the same time. And so... I get so tired of like them putting stuff out and then we can't undo the damage that it's done and we didn't realize. Shut the fuck you did. At this point, this is not the first time that some bullshit like this has happened. It won't be the last time, Jesus. And I get so tired of that. Like, <sighs> This is the intellectual version of saying that I'm going to show black people that I, I care about them and then you paint your face black and put a, a, a wig with a lace front on. like this is this is the intellectual version of that like and and the the fact that she can't realize that 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 this is intellectual blackface for lack of a better term for that is a problem but the reality is there are so many white people that don't follow people that will inform them about how problematic this is that i think this will always happen this is there always going to be the case process for this book at no point did no one or anything pop out that was like girl don't do this this isn't a good idea because you had to research all of these things right and at no point in this research did it ever cross your mind that this might be problematic I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure some if she had some real black friend they were probably like you in danger girl <laughs> <laughs> you in danger, girl. They probably told her. She was like, no, it'll be fine. I have best intentions. I think black women will love this. <laughs> we're, we're creating a trap feminist theology. 
All right. <laughs> Boy, I just, it just, you profiting off of this, ma'am, is problematic. Listen, it wouldn't this even ain't matter. It's your story to tell. Listen. It's not your, and you're not going to tell it right because you don't understand it. In the and as evidenced by you not even using the terminology correct in your description of the book you wrote. <laughs> like, but even look, even if she donated every penny that came from this yeah, yeah. to broke niggas, even if she did that, <laughs> it still wouldn't change the fact that a book like this written from the white lens shouldn't be something that other white people adopt in terms of thinking some kind of definitive reality about the black community, black women, or anything trap. Even if she wasn't profiting off of it, just the mere fact that she would be doing the same thing that every history book has done, which is write history from the lens of the white person's view, it would be problematic. It would still be problematic. I don't be, you know, every time I see this shit, I just be like, still, we still doing this, y'all still don't get it, okay. It's tiresome. It's just very tiresome. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, come on, people. Come on. Um, I wanted to mention um old boy who shot up Brooklyn, the uh, subway station. Um uh, the shooting aside, I just wanted to mention that he is a part of the manosphere. He is yet just another black woman hating man. Uh, and I guess we could go further to say women hating man that has been indoctrinated by a dialogue that paints men as victims. Now, I don't know what made him just go indiscriminately shoot up the place outside of psychopathy, you know, or whatever going on in his brain that broke it. But he got a lot of videos just talking shit about women. And I need people to understand that, like, there is a very thin line between being able to hate groups of people that exist here, especially one as big as women, and just generalized violence as is going to happen. The FBI released a report talked about, talking about how violence from incels towards women is increasing and how they expect it to increase more. Just because these dialogues are out here, the FBI's data said that this shit is going to get worse. So this is not the fucking first time or the last time that we're going to hear from somebody with an incel rhetoric that is going to be utilizing violence. And it's bad to be using violence in general, but if violence have to happen, I'd rather it not be targeted at women. I'd rather it not be targeted at women, especially not from a man that hates women overtly. This would have been worse if he would have went into a fucking somewhere where only women existed and then did that shit versus the subway. And who knows? He might have went in there planning to shoot like just women. You know, I, I don't know. But man, that's I just wanted to talk about that because while all of y'all are like listen, listening to Kevin Samuels saying, you know, fresh and fit, you know, they they make they made a good point. Or Thomas Sotomayor and saying like the way, you know, listen to this video and what he what he said. I do want y'all to know that even if them motherfuckers make a good point every now and then about something, you are still picking up a quarter out of a big bucket of shit. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Red, I'm going to give you this, this analogy, this example. And I want y'all to think about this. If 
if there was a big tub of shit in front of you, would you would you reach down in that that tub of shit to to fish for a quarter? No. No. What about five dollars? No. What about a hundred? No. What about a thousand dollar bill? No. For shit. It- shit to get exactly i don't think it's worth it i don't think it's worth it i think that once a person gives out enough shit they just a bucket of shit it don't matter what you can get good out of it at the end of the day when you come to tell me hey look i got a hundred dollar bill i had to fish through some shit to get it i don't want that hundred dollar bill myself and it's i want your hands nowhere near me it's tainted it's <laughs> even even the good shit that one of them say is tainted if 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 Kevin Samuels today came out and said, hey, I believe in women's autonomy, it's tainted by a bunch of other fuck shit he said that dismisses the idea of actually believing that, which would make it conflicting, which would make me think it's disingenuous, which would keep me from believing it. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, but I guess everybody, I mean, I guess a person who, a homeless person will fit or, or ruffle through that shit to get that quarter. But, oh, yeah, somebody would, but that's people that ain't got standards as far as I'm concerned. So y'all got to be careful with this manosphere shit. When y'all listening to these red pill guys, I think the red pill are the most palatable of the manosphere, you know, but of the manosphere, y'all need to understand that these guys are fucking dangerous and you accepting some of their rhetoric um, and, and, and espousing that to people that you engage with and talk to can f- lead you to being perceived as dangerous. So you might want to pay attention to that shit. Um, I'm going to do some quick takes real quick. Uh, a South Carolina inmate picks a firing squad over electric chair. I, I really did not know they were still doing the fucking uh, squad firing squad. I didn't know you could choose it. Because the whole point of getting rid of those things is because they're inhumane. But uh, I guess if somebody asked for it, it don't matter. Yeah. And do you know how they do it? They have three different people. Who are volunteers, mind you. Like, who the fuck volunteers for this shit? The same people that volunteered to do the chair and all of that shit. Bro. You don't have to be like a... um, I think you have to be a medical doctor to do the lethal injection because it's medical shit around that. But I, the, the chair and shit, you could just volunteer and do that. Basically, three different people aim at the person's heart and they all fire at the same time. And that's that's crazy to me. Why did you choose that? Um... Molly Shannon, which is an actress that you probably recognize if you saw like one of these white TV shows. She used to be on Saturday Night Live. She talked about she done released a memoir and she talked about being harassed by Gary Coleman. If y'all don't know, Gary Coleman was the dude that had like the disease. He was short. What you talk about, Willis? You know that motherfucker. Um, bro, the story that she recounted of him sexually harassing her is outlandish. I'm finna read it. Um, she said she met Comey years ago through their agent, with whom she went to his penthouse hotel room. She claimed the diminutive actor's attitude changed when the two were left alone. I think he was like, sit down on the bed. It was very sweet, she recalled. And then he's like, tickling me. 
a little like this and that. She noted that she was young at the time. In fact, a virgin maintaining that she tried to be nice. Um, he was relentless. She contended. Then he was like trying to kiss me and get on top. And I was like, no, Gary, stop. So I pushed him off. Then I would get off the bed. Then he would bounce on the bed, jump, 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 jump towards me and wrapped himself around me. And then I fling him off. And then he got on top of me, I guess because of his size, I didn't feel physically threatened, but I was going on, but it was going on and on repeating. I would throw him off and he would get back on. She said, I'm finally, I threw him off and I was really getting out of breath because it was as uh, athletic and aerobic. He grabbed me onto my leg and I was just trying to kick him off. So she like, his little four foot self is just holding on to her leg while she's trying to shake him off of her leg. Like a dog that tries to hump you, can't get rid of it. Like, get the and then she said, and then I go lock myself in the bathroom, and then he sticks his hands under the door, and he's like, I can see you. The way she got out of this is she bust open the bathroom door and then ran out of it full speed, which she had to have motherfucking speed on this nigga, because, you know, he got little Chucky-looking ass leg. But that, I was like, God damn, that shit sounds so crazy. It does. Anyway, uh, Biden-Harris administration unveils government-wide um, <laughs> action plans on racial equality. We'll talk equity. We'll talk about that next week. Um, and um, I didn't see. I saw this on in passing. But uh, did you know what Cardi B and Offset's child's name was? Uh, it's something stupid. Wave set Cephas. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, whatever. Oh, uh, because his name offset. Like, like, like entertainers who include their their stage name and their like future naming his son future. Like, that's your fucking stage name for a fucking reason. Now you want to give this kid that for his government name? Like, and I get he famous, he rich because you rich, but still, fuck. Wave says, what the hell is Cephas? What does that mean? Is Isn't that, that his like last a, name? That's his last name? That's Offset's last name? I don't know. I feel like maybe it is. Yeah, it, it is. Cephas, yeah, okay. it is. Okay, That's so I didn't get a pass for that one. Yeah, but Wave and Set is just, okay, whatever. Whatever. Like, they're naming their next child Card, their middle name for Cardi B. Like, come on, man. Why y'all doing this? That's your stage name. Let it be that. Yeah. Just let it be that. It's okay. But yeah, but that's it. We're going over time, which, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, you got anything else on your mind? Uh, Gilbert Godfrey died. If, if you if you don't know him from anything else, if you've ever seen Aladdin, he was the voice of Iago. He's a, a comedian that like his shtick is like yelling <laughs> all the time. He has to have the most annoying voice that exists. He, he has yeah. to have had the most annoying voice that exists. But he's been in a lot of things. Like I said, Iago, if you don't really follow him otherwise, you, I'm sure you remember the parrot from Aladdin. He's the voice of that. Yeah. He passed. He wasn't that old either. Uh, and Bill Ray Cyrus broke up with his wife. I whatever. I don't care. Why do you even say that? I mean, I don't know. It just <laughs> <laughs> seems off character for you. Well, because they've been together for so long, like, and there was like they done been through all of this shit with Miley. She finally didn't settle the fuck down, and now they're getting a divorce. I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> but I thought yeah, I'd mention it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Thank you.